wiggles out. Actually, keep a little wiggle in because the last thing I want is you getting too comfortable and falling asleep here on us. Talking about uh, being comfortable and maybe a little uncomfortable, I want to remind you that today is a really big day here at Taylor Street because we have invited in a bunch of, I don't want to say young, but I'll say younger because all of you in here are young. But there are some younger folks who are going to be coming in at 3.30, a group from West Texas and Southeast New Mexico, a bunch of youth will will come in here together and we're going to have a um, a youth rally of sorts. And so we want to encourage all of you to come back. Uh, uh, Paul tells Timothy, don't li- be looked down upon because you are young, but set an example for the believers in life and love and faith and hope and impurity. And so they can't be an example to you if you're not here. And you can't be an example to them if you're not here. So... Let me reiterate again, be here um, to support them at 3.30, and I think you're going to be blessed by that. Let's stop for just a moment for a prayer. Father God, we just want to thank you so much for being our all in all. And these are words that, that we have sung before, and sometimes we, we utter them and don't really think about them. But this morning, Lord, I want to ask that we really consider what it means to seek you like a precious jewel. And giving up would be foolish at best. And so, Lord, I just pray that we focus completely and totally on you, that we give you our hearts this morning. It's in your Son's name that I pray. Amen. Well, there's a few verses that we know by heart. John 3.16, we know. Philippians 4.13, we know. And Matthew 6.33, we know. Uh, Even if we haven't committed it to memory from looking at it, we know it because we sing it. We just sang it a few minutes ago. So I'm not going to lead singing because that would be disastrous. But let's just go through it together. But seek first the kingdom of God and His... I think I said do it together. Did did you misinterpret what I said? Well, I want to be able to hear you because I know you know this. You may have to hum along as you say these words. Let's try this again. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. (coughs) He goes on to say in verse 34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And we're going to get to that, but first I want to talk about this idea of seeking first the kingdom of God. When we sing that song... We leave out a really important word. And it's a word that we talked about similar to last week, these transitional words. Last week when we talked about 625, therefore was a big word. Therefore do not worry. Right here there's a big word in here. It's it's small in letters. I mean in length it's not very long, but it really has a huge meaning. The word but. But seek first. And what Jesus is doing here is he's contrasting the pagans who in previous verses, what they were thinking about is how what they're going to eat and what they're going to drink and what they're going to wear. That's what the pagans run after. But then Jesus says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I want to talk for just a moment about this idea of seeking Uh, And it's a word that uh, we can gain a little bit of insight if we jump back to the Greek 
and, and see that the word seeking, but seek, is in the present imperative sense. And that may not mean a whole lot to you, and it doesn't mean a whole lot to me, but if you translate it correctly, what it really is saying is continually seek. It's not like I'm going to look for a little bit, and then I'm going to give up and go on. It's not like, oh, where did I put my pencil? I can't find it. Well, I'll just grab another one out of the drawer. Everything's okay. Uh, it's not just like, oh, I've lost my keys. Um, you know, I did look down in the couch cushions. I can't find it, so I'll just go get another copy made. It, it, it's, it's much deeper than that. It's this yearning. You know, this verse is really important because it, it really encompasses what the whole Sermon on the Mount is about. The Beatitudes. Those who are blessed. We're the salt and the light. Jesus, the fulfillment of the law. Murder, adultery, divorce, oaths, eye for an eye. Love your enemies. Prayer, fasting. All of these things, not worrying are bound up in this one verse that we sing. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. How much do you want to have a relationship with Jesus? Where does it fit in the whole scale of things that are important to you? Houses, cars, careers, family. Where does this sit? Let me suggest this, that if it's not number one, then it really doesn't matter. There is only one place for God, and that's first. There's not a second, there's not a third. We looked at several weeks ago that the Old Testament, 11 different times, refers to God as being a jealous God. One that is we would think about our spouse that we love dearly and we say, no one can have my spouse, she's mine. That's the way God sees us. And in the same way that He has come to us, we are to go to Him. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So where does this fit in your level list of priorities? Does, does Jesus get first? Does He crack the top ten? What does it really mean to seek God? This word seek uh, in the Greek is zateo. And it's also used in the previous verse as the pagans run after these things. Do you run after God? Do you yearn for Him? Remember how the Beatitudes opens up? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. December 12th, excuse me, December 21st, 2012, was a big day in the Crumb House. It was getting near Christmas time, and it's a big deal around Christmas for our house. We have three kids, and so, you know, we have to prepare for Santa coming, and then us going to the in-laws. Yay. And 
we were about to ready, we were about ready to head out for the ladder to, to go and spend some time with the in-laws uh, and uh, sit in the den and watch TV um, until we have to go sneak outside uh, and run away from the in-laws. Um, so we were about to head out that direction. And right before we left, we, we were kind of gathering stuff up. And we even were getting ready to, to pack and load up. And we realized uh, something was wrong. We were missing someone. Zeke. His given name is Ezekiel, but we call him Zeke for short. Uh, he's a little 25-pound Boston Terrier who is just, he, he is the, the joy in our house. Uh, we jokingly say um, he can't control his liquor because he's always coming up and he's trying to lick on us. And he's just our, he's our wonderful little dog. And he went missing. And it made the issue so much um, more urgent because we were about to leave Hobbs. We were about to leave New Mexico and drive several hours south, south and east, and there was going to be no way to find our dog. And so we went in panic mode. And I, I have uttered things under my breath about that dog and said, if he runs away again, I'm not going to look for him. He is the most social, happy dog. He will follow a butterfly or a person miles and miles away. And he had done it on the Friday before we're about to leave. And I go out there and I'm roaming the streets and I roll down my window and it's cold and I'm freezing and I have my window rolled down and I'm sticking my head out the window, not unlike what he does when he's with me, but instead of barking, or sticking out my tongue, I'm yelling at the top of my lungs, Zeke, Zeke, where are you? I looked everywhere. And I went back in, I couldn't find him, and you would not believe the turmoil that was being felt in our household, knowing that we were about to leave and Zeke wasn't going to go with us. I mean, there really was. I mean, I walked in there, and my son and my daughter were, just, I mean, wailing, crying. Our dog, he's never coming back. He's going to die. We can't leave him. And I'm, okay, you know, and so, you know, I try to calm them down. And I go back out. And all the, you know, the big talk of, oh, if he gets, runs away again, I'm just going to leave him and forget him. I couldn't do it. I go back out again. I roll down the window. I stick my head out. And I yell. I make all sorts of noises. I whistle. I mean, my lips are chapped now, my throat is hoarse, and I want my dog back. I have no idea where he is. He could be lost and lonely and cold and shaking and afraid, and I've got to go get him, and I won't give up. And I know there were people in the house is mad, because some crazy guy at 11.30 at night is driving down their street, yelling out the name of his dog. And I keep saying, I won't give up. We woke up early that morning. I had found a picture of him and I photocopied it and put these big posters all over our neighborhood. Somebody please call us. Well, we, we didn't have a tag on him. And I was afraid. I, I, I just knew we will never see that dog again. And I love that little dog. 
And we reluctantly packed up our bags, made one more trip around the neighborhood, and then drove out of town. I remember my kids saying, and I think they later recanted, they said, no, we didn't say this. But at one time they said, we don't want any presents for Christmas, just give us our dog back. I mean, that was what was really important to them. And it was for me. Well, I'll tell you the second half of the story in just a minute, but you know where we're going with this, don't you? I mean, how bad do you seek God? I mean, do you earnestly seek Him? Does, does He mean everything to you? Is, is He what your, your heart yearns for? If, if you had to go a day without worshiping Him, if somebody says, sorry, today this is a no-worship day, you will not worship God, you can't pray to Him, you can't talk to Him, what would happen? Would it be, well, I've got tomorrow or maybe the next day anyway. And what if you showed up on Sunday and the doors were locked? Or if we gathered together and said, you know what, we're not going to sing and praise God today. You know, it's not a big deal. We've got another day. Would you be offended? Would you be upset? What would Monday look like if you couldn't praise God? Or or Tuesday or, or Wednesday, what would it be like if you did not seek the presence of God? Would would you roll down your window and stick your head out and drive up and down the neighborhoods crying out for your God? But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you first, not second, not third. You see, this verse is really important because it not only sums up the Sermon on the Mount, it really underscores what's important, your heart. Uh, Some of you may know we celebrated a special day yesterday, April 13th. Um, My little bundle of joy, who's now back in the nursery because she loves to squeal, it's that, that's her joyful noise to the Lord. She's now back in the nursery. Yesterday, she turned one year old. Well, that was really special. And that just talks about how time flies, right? And, and we've, we've been here about a year, and it's a little over a year, and what a blessing it has been. And I, I've jokingly said that, you know, we're in the honeymoon phase. Everybody still generally says nice things about me, at least in front of me. I don't know what you say behind my back. It's your own business. But it's, it's been really good. Um, but maybe the honeymoon phase is going to end right after I say this. Because I want you to know, if you checked your heart out before you made it in here, then you might as well not be here at all. Let me ask you this question. Um, how many of you don't like me? Raise your hand if you think I'm a lousy preacher and you don't like me. Just go ahead. I want to do a count here. Okay, we've got two, three, four. Okay. 
So we have four honest people in here. The rest of you um, are liars. <laughs> and guess what? This may hurt your feelings, but guess what? I, t- don't take this the wrong way, but I don't care what you think about me. Do you want to know something? I don't care what you think about me. I don't care if you like my preaching. I don't care if you don't like it. Now, I want to be a minister who brings forth the Word of God with reverence and with energy and excitement. But let me tell you something. At the end of the day, if you like me or not, it does not matter. Okay? Do you get that? I'm going to tell you something. Now you're really not going to like me. Some of you like what we sing on Sunday mornings, and some of you don't. And I'm going to tell you something. That doesn't matter. It really, really doesn't matter. When we come in here, this is not an opportunity to say, how is somebody going to entertain me, or to sing the songs that I like, or they're going to preach under 25 minutes. Lance and I have a big joke. We have a big joke going. He says, if I ever preach less than 25 minutes... He's going to give me a Gatorade bath. He's going to bring out the Gatorade jug and pour it on me. Because I can't do it. He hasn't even bought the Gatorade because he knows I'll never go under 25 minutes. But let me tell you something. It doesn't really matter. Because when you stand before God, it will not be about what your preacher did or didn't do. Whether you liked him or you didn't. It's not going to be about the singing. It's not going to be about how the person came up and presided over the communion. You know what it's going to be about? What's it about? It's about this right here. It's about your heart. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be given, will be added to you as well. Jesus is pushing back from all these people who are worrying. And He says, listen to me. Those things aren't important. What God really desires is your heart. You know, we... Rusty is now going to get mad at me for this, but when we pass this tray, it's not about the money that goes in. It's about your heart. When you sing, you are calling God into your presence and you say, I'm bringing something before you. It's not about how well the person beside you sings. Because if that were the case, everybody near, would, near me would be in big trouble. It's not about how the person up here leads. It's about your heart. How many of you woke up this morning and got excited? Because you were going to gather with other people to give praise and honor to God who loved you so much He gave everything. Do you seek God first? Because I I want you to know, and I'm not trying to be hard, I'm not pounding the pulpit, but I am telling you this, because I have a a unbelievable weight on my heart that says this. That at the end of the day, I want you to know the truth is, is that if God is not first in your life, you've missed out. I want you to know that. Is that right, Randall? I mean, I want you to know, if God is not first in your life, nothing else matters. 
I'm, I'm not trying to spoil your fun or ruin your life or take away that dream vacation in the yacht. I'm just telling you, God has to be first. It's what He desires so much. How much does He desire it? He desires it so much that He gave everything that He could to have a relationship with you. What's really, really important in your life, I want to know. I want you to ask yourself that question. What's really important? I'm going to tell you, we are in a broken world. We don't have to look very far. A couple months ago, a kid grabs some guns and goes into a school. Uh, Not getting a whole lot of uh, attention right now, but there's a doctor in the Philadelphia area. Some of you have been keeping up with this story. It's kind of low-key right now because some of the politics that are involved with this. He runs an abortion clinic. And in addition to the fact that he's killed hundreds, thousands of, of, of babies, you know, I don't care what age you call them, but even worse is the fact that some of them were in the second and third trimester, a few of them were even born before he, he murdered them. You see, when it says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, this righteousness is not just talking about the the righteousness that He has, but it's the righteousness that He imputes, that He gives to us. And it calls us to be people of action. That are we going to just come in here and sit on Sunday morning and say, feed me up, let me feel good, let me walk away happy, make sure that we got all the songs right and the sermon was short enough and we're going to walk out of here. Are we going to be people who model who Jesus is and what He did when He was here? Are we going to cry out for the hurt that's going on right here in this city? That we have kids that are abandoned, women getting beat up, people who are lost in drugs and money and everything else. Are we willing to put God first and seek Him? And in doing so, we reach out to those people. Are we just content with pretty purple pews to sit in on Sunday. Seeking God means that we reach out to others who are hurting. And he concludes this section, as I will, with verse 34. He says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I want us to be reminded reminded that God has promised to take care of us. And what we are to do first and foremost is to seek Him. Don't pull the clouds of tomorrow over the sunshine of today. Trust that He is going to be the one that takes care of us. You know, many of us find ourselves before the altar before the throne, before the cross, and we disqualify ourselves based on what we've done in the past. And we say we're not good enough. And I want you to know this. As we were studying last week Psalm 24 with a group of ministers, I I was thinking about how many times we have decided that we're just not good enough. And and I thought, uh, our sins do not qualify us from seeking Him but our hearts can keep us from finding Him. I want to ask you, is your heart right with God? 
I mean, are you, does it yearn for Him? If we were to cut out of worship and never meet again, if you were never allowed to sing praises to God, would your heart break? Does He mean something to you? I want to ask you these last two questions and I want you to think about them. Who are you? And where are you? And let me help you come up with what I think is an appropriate answer. The appropriate answer is you are a child of God living in His unshakable kingdom. That God is here to protect you and look over you spiritually. All He wants from you is with all your heart, seek Him. Let's say this together one more time. And if you need a little help, do we have this up on the screen or turn to Matthew 6.33? If you don't know it by memory, and I want you to say this. But instead of saying... uh, uh, but seek first. I want you to say, I will. Okay? We're going to try to make this a little more personal. Okay, here we go. But I will seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to me as well. Let's say that again. But I will seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be given to me as well. Let's do it one more time. But I will seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to me as well. Trust in God. God has a plan for your life, but He also has a purpose. And what He wants you to do is seek Him with your heart, and in doing so, you will be the light in this dark world that you will be the reminder that God has not left us and that He's here. Some of you, it's been a long time since your heart yearned for God and the love that He has for you. And we want to call you back into a relationship with Him. And for those of you who are in a relationship, but yet sometimes you're struggling, I want to ask you right now, I want you to make a commitment in your heart and in your life to say, I am going to put God first. He's what matters. Nothing else is important beyond seeking God. And in doing so, He will add unto me everything else. If there's any way that we can help you this morning, please come as we stand and sing.